Hello everyone, it's Elliot here and welcome to the Stagey Place. Today we are continuing our Vault Festival season episodes where each week we are talking to a creative who are bringing their shows to the Vault Festival in 2023. And today we are chatting to Jessica Bickle-Barlow who is the director of Part of the Mains All By Myself which is performing from the 7th until the 12th of February. Now I know the show very well as I operated it during the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2022. We're going to chat a little bit about that but also Jessica will be talking about how the audience reactions from 2022 went down and what audiences can expect when the show comes to the Vault Festival in a couple of weeks time here in 2023. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode with director Jessica Bickle-Barlow. Hello Jessica and welcome to the Stagey Place. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to finally be on the stagey place. Of course, like knew that you were doing it when we were working together at Fringe and I was like, that's really cool. So I'm glad I get to be here now. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you are here also because this is really exciting because like you just said, we worked together at the end of a Fringe on a show called All By Myself, which you directed. But now it is back and it's coming to the Vault Festival from the 7th until the 12th of February in the studio. There are differing times, 7.50 from Tuesday until Friday and then 10 past 7 on Saturday and Sunday. But Sunday also has a matinee show at 10 past 4. Jess, we are here today to talk about All By Myself. Obviously, I know about All By Myself. I operated it throughout the whole of August last year at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. But for listeners who may not know anything about the show, what can you tell them about All By Myself? Yes. So it is about an influencer, social media influencer at the end of the world. Concept kind of goes from there. So she is someone um, who sees herself as like a creator. She's a content creator. Her channel focuses on DIY lifestyle, living your best life through hacks and routines and morning routines. And she just happens to find herself in the middle of the shutdown of the world and she has to figure out who she wants to be and and how she wants to spend her time when everything is kind of going away. So the kind of unique twist of the show is that it's almost no dialogue. There's no live dialogue. So we have some video content that plays, of course, because of her job, but most of it is kind of being a fly on the wall watching the performer Charlie Blanford's like really intricate movements and watching her kind of tell the story through the choices she makes and and what she does in her flat. So I think it's a very unique show and hopefully one that kind of surprises people and has lots of little details in it that you just wouldn't expect. (laughs) Yeah and obviously we did the show at the Zoo Playground at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year. What was so brilliant about me operating it from the back was seeing the audience's reactions because obviously like you say it's a non-verbal show you don't know how the audience are going to react because some people probably want you know text and speech to be able to you know really understand the story but I think what we found whilst we were doing the show was that people were really engaging with Charlie as the performer on stage. How did you feel the audience reactions were like from Edinburgh? Yeah, I really enjoyed the audiences in Edinburgh. I think one of my favourite ones was 
there was a time that we had like a big group of kind of young people. They looked like maybe they were early 20s or something like that. And just watching them kind of watch what she was doing and whisper to each other and be like, is she going to do that? And <laughs> just, I almost felt like they were like a little, they're so engaged. They were so leaned forward. And I just felt like they were almost like a little like comment section on a YouTube video or something. Yes. So I thought they were, they were wonderful. And then there's funny moments. Um, there's like really dramatic moments where everyone's kind of rooting for her. And I felt like we were lucky to have lots of audiences who went with it and and got really on her team. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, I think what people probably won't understand is that you're having to storyboard this play, obviously, because you're having to find a story that you can tell over an hour non-verbally. How do you start by creating a story like this? And how do you work it through when directing it in a room where you can't use words and dialogue to convey the plot, but you have to do it through actions you know how do you start by mm -hmm. you know making a story like this well started with me kind of coming with an, an outline of the rough kind of shape of what I thought would happen in the play but very bare bones like one page and it started kind of had a couple elements that I was pretty sure were gonna come in potatoes for example feature in <laughs> as I'm sure you'll remember from running around different littles <laughs> of Edinburgh but yeah. to pick them up but had certain elements that I thought these will weave throughout and and come together in different ways but then when we got in the room it was kind of about we started by finding the character and exploring kind of who she was when she was on camera and what might be a bit different about her when she was off camera that kind of transition from like performer and being on stage to being like a creative offstage being someone backstage someone who's obsessed with like the details and, and <laughs> getting everything um, just right and then from there we worked with movement director Lily Hawkins and kind of put together through different exercises we would come up with these kind of compositions and sequences that started to fall into place and started to slot into the different kind of places of the outline so that was kind of the first round of development. That was for the Apple Car Arts performance, yeah. which actually was interesting because it was live streamed from, it was during 2020. So there was no live audience. It all went into people's homes, but through yeah. like a kind of three camera setup, which was nice. We got to pick up really close little details of what she was doing, hand movements. And then when we went back into rehearsal for Edinburgh, we kind of made things even more specific, scaled certain things up a little bit just for our still quite lovely and small theater audience but um mm -hmm. for a live audience this time instead of one that was getting close-ups of her so that was kind of the process but it's been interesting going back in like another time and there are still little things where I'm like I think we could like push that storytelling beat a little more like add this little detail I'm thinking a lot this time about how video is is used and I think there'll be a one extra little video thing in it this time. So yeah, I I just love working on this play. I think it's so interesting. It's so right for the character because I remember reading in like when I was doing kind of early research on the idea that something about kind of lifestyle social media influencers is that so much of how they convey like kind of who they are and what they're all about is like what they have in their house and like they'll show you their house and they'll show you what they buy right if they're especially if they're sponsoring things and this is a show where like charlie's only scene partners are the objects in her house so <laughs> it's actually a really interesting relationship to watch unfold like how she relates to all the different things that that we've put on stage and we we have put a 
quite a lot for a fringe show. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, I was just thinking about the turnaround time about Vault Festival and how much time you really got to, you know, put everything on stage. I know, obviously, when we were in Edinburgh, we had a whole month and, you know, we really worked well with the Zoo Playground team to get our, you know, technology and the whole, you know, dress setting up for the whole stage. Obviously, with Vault Festival, that must be quite tight and quite fast. But something that you also said in that answer quite early on, and it just jogged my memory was getting all those potatoes and all the other, <laughs> you know, everything else that is involved in the production. I don't want to give anything away, obviously, if anybody listens to this and wants to come. Have you managed to work out how many potatoes and how many bags you'll need for this run at the moment? <laughs> you know what? I should be doing that math right now, but that's yeah. actually a tomorrow problem. I think I think it's probably going to be, and you maybe should check me on the math. I think it's going to be six per performance. Nope, seven per performance, but we might, we have seven performances. So somewhere around 49. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By my math, I think that works out. <laughs> okay. 49 uh, potatoes. So yeah. one woman show with 49 potatoes. Come see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the title. Yeah. Yeah. 49 <laughs> potatoes. But you've got to see every performance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Vault Festival then, because obviously it is back after about three years. And Jess, you've been there pretty much all week because all by myself is part of the part of the main three show season that is on at the Vault Festival, which also includes Bloody Mary Live and The Tinker. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to have All By Myself now at the Vault Festival. Well, it's really exciting because we were supposed to go with Bloody Mary and Tinker last year, and of course it got cancelled. So it feels lucky that we not only get to bring those two back but then also get to add another show that we brought to fringe so i feel like lucky that we're having a vault festival first of all and that my show gets to be a part of it i think vault is a nice place for a show like all by myself because there are so many different artists i think if you look at the range of like what's on any given week multimedia things there's one woman shows there's experimental like there, it's four audiences that want to try something different for sure and i i feel like we fit right in <laughs> yeah and that's the thing as well because this is the first week of the Vault Festival it goes on for eight weeks mm -hmm. and obviously you're going to have shows in those other seven weeks those performers that want to see the same type of style that they are doing every yeah. single week so hopefully you'll have the support from other people who are doing multimedia maybe non-verbal you know quite physical performances that are then going to come and watch your show you've been there throughout the whole of this first week what has the vibe been like underground oh I guess it's been chaotic but in a good way yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a funny thing you walk in into the tunnels and you feel like you're kind of in a different world a little bit there's Edinburgh underground basically it's yeah. got there's like theater to your left theater to your right there's people running around in different makeup there's like I think I've like people in elf ears. <laughs> I'm not, I think there might be a cabaret show that involves like elven creatures or something like that. It looks interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and you keep running into people, all types of theater artists um, while you're in the bars. So yeah, it's, it's chaotic and fun. <laughs> yeah. And obviously we can't talk about all by myself without talking about the performer, Charlie. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what it's like working with Charlie and how she's brought to life the all by myself storyline. Charlie is an amazing performer. Selfishly, I would like keep it to myself because I'd be like, only work on my projects. But actually everyone should cast her because she's incredible. Um, and so 
wonderful to work with, so creative, collaborative. We've built it as a co-write between her and me because I feel like she's put so much into the writing of the character the storytelling of the character and really found who that person is and been instrumental in helping me clarify the storytelling and, and make it a really unusual but impactful story. So I, I think she's just a collaborator you want in your in your room, no matter what kind of thing you're doing, but especially if it's devised. She, I think, is just finishing up actually another performance right before we go. We're going into All By Myself rehearsals on Feb 1st. So she's just coming out of at the Baron's Court Morverin, which looks great. And yeah, we started collaborating during the pandemic. We were in a festival that part of the main co-produced called Virtual Collaborators Festival. It was for people making things online because that was the way we could make things. And then eventually it had an outdoor component, a performance component as well. And I just had such a good time working with her that when I went into the R&D for All By Myself, I was like, oh, I really want to be with someone I trust with something that's so new to me, working on a story and a, and a way of telling a story that definitely wanted it to be Charlie. And luckily she was available. So <laughs> she's come back every time and hopefully when All By Myself goes somewhere else after Vault, she'll be yeah. back again. <laughs> yeah. No, that is really exciting. And I've got one final question to ask you about All By Myself. And it's simply yes. just, why should audiences come and see this show? If this is their first show that they're ever going to see that is non-verbal, but still has the multimedia, why should they pick All By Myself to be their first experience of this? Ooh, that is a good question. Okay. I think if you are have never seen a show that is nonverbal before, All By Myself is just an interesting character with a complete story. I think it will you'll be surprised by how much kind of accessible storytelling wise it, it is. You'll recognize many of the kind of moments that come up, but also enjoy kind of the humor of how strange they become in the context we've set it. Yeah. And I think as well, it speaks to a problem that probably everyone has encountered and, and maybe will continue to encounter in, in the last couple of years, which is like when we hit these crisis moments moments as a society, and we, we might hit more of them coming up soon. How do we change who we're going to be? We all have these expectations of what our careers should look like, what our lives should look like that are based on not being in a crisis. So what do we do when we're confronted with that? And I think if, if that question interests you, if that's something you've had any kind of confrontation with during the pandemic, then I think definitely come come see all by myself. Yeah. I, oh my God, what a perfect answer. I don't really think of it like oh, that. But yeah, you. it's an incredible piece of theatre that, you know, really, thank I you. think touches a lot of people and, you know, will make people think about the stuff that has happened over the past couple of years. And like you say, can happen again in the near future it's a scary world but this is a really uplifting story as well in in some aspect or another Jess thank you so much for coming on to talk about all by myself again it plays at the studio at the vault festival from the 7th until the 12th of February now Jess here on the stage of place we have one final question that we like to ask every single guest that comes onto the podcast and that is the title of this podcast the stagey place and what we like to know is where our guests stagey places so Jess this could be the theatre that you ever first visited when you were a child and really inspired you it could be a theatre that has housed a production that has really inspired you to become a director or a producer of a company or it cannot even be a theatre but maybe just a space that really inspires your creativity so Jess Whereabouts is your stagey place? That is a really good question. I think it's probably, I went in uni, to use the yeah. British term, when I um, was 
studying, I didn't actually necessarily start as a, as a theater kid. I started more in film, but what kind of changed that was I spent a couple of my summers doing like repertory Shakespeare out in the middle of hill country, Texas in basically a converted barn. And we would kind of go out as student actors and live out there just with each other kind of as a big ensemble. And it's just a really, when I kind of remember that, I think of just a really warm kind of all wood open air kind of summery place. And that kind of feeling, that essential theater feeling of like all being in it together. So I feel like probably that the Texas barn would be my stagey place. I think I remember you talking to me a little bit about that during Edinburgh, I think nearing the end and I was seeing all the yeah. photos. Was it Midsummer Night's Dream that you did? So yes, I, yeah. I did meet my boyfriend partner, Hutch, who was playing Oberon and I was playing Titania. So we were playing, you know, a warring married couple. Also, we were like, Paired up in another play as well, lesser known, Troilus and Cressida, although he was the other part of the the triangle. He was not Troilus. And unfortunately, I had much better chemistry with him than the person who was, who was <laughs> playing Troilus. So I'm a director, not an actor for that reason. But yeah, we we met doing that. And that's always been like a really nice bonding experience um, that yeah. we kind of remember together. Yeah, it's a really lovely story. And yeah, I remember Hutch showing me a lot of the photos. And I think you were showing me a lot of the photos near the end when Hutch came down to Edinburgh to come and see, I say down to Edinburgh, up to Edinburgh, uh, to see the shows that Part of the Main were putting on. Jess, that is the end of the podcast. Jess, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast to talk about All By Myself. Again, it's at the studio at the Volks Festival from the 7th until the 12th of February. Jess, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Elliot. So good to see you again. You too. And there we go. That was my interview with Jessica Bickle Barlow, the director of Part of the Mains All By Myself, which is performing in the studio at the Vault Festival from the 7th until the 12th of February. I'd love to thank Jessica so much for coming on. It was so nice to chat with her. When I actually interviewed her that morning, I saw her the evening in person when I went to go and see Bloody Mary Live, which is another one of the Part of the Main season at the Vault Festival. But also, I operated that show in Edinburgh last year so it was lovely to see olivia miller who was the performer of bloody mary live olivia monk who was the producer of part of the main plus jessica in the evening and her boyfriend hutch who we spoke a little bit about at the end of that interview so if you are heading to the vault festival please make sure that you do have all by myself on your mind as it is a fantastic production if i do say so myself but anyway that is the end of this week's episode of the stagey place i'd love to thank you all for listening and until next time i hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.